Chapter 10 of Lamentation of a Sinner by Catherine Parr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of carnal gospelers, by whose evil living God's truth is shamefully slandered. I will now speak with great dolor and heaviness in my heart of a sort of people which are in the world that are called professors of the gospel, and by their words do declare and show they are much affected to the same. But I am afraid some of them do build upon the sand, as Simon Magus did, making a weak foundation. I mean they make not Christ their chief foundation, professing his doctrine of a sincere, pure, and zealous mind, but either because they would be called gospelers, to procure some credit and good opinion of the true and very favourers of Christ's doctrine, or to find out some carnal liberty, or to be contentious disputers, finders or rebukers of other men's faults, or else, finally, to please and flatter the world. Such gospelers are an offence and a slander to the word of God, and make the wicked to rejoice and laugh at them, saying, Behold, I pray you, their fair fruits. What charity, what discretion, what godliness, holiness, or purity of life is among them? Are not they great avengers, foul gluttons, slanderers, backbiters, adulterers, fornicators, swearers, and blasphemers, yea, and wallow and tumble in all sins? These are the fruits of their doctrine. And thus it may be seen how the word of God is evil spoken of through licentious and evil living, and yet the word of God is all holy, pure, sincere, and godly, being the doctrine and occasion of all holy and pure living. It is the wicked that pervert all good things into evil, for an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit, and when good seed is sown in a barren and evil ground, it yieldeth no good corn, and so it fareth by the word of God. For when that is heard and known of wicked men, it bringeth no good fruit, but when it is sown in good ground, I mean the hearts of good people, it bringeth forth good fruit abundantly, so that the want and fault is in men and not in the word of God. I pray God all men and women may have grace to become meat tillage for the fruits of the gospel, and to leave only the jangling of it. For only speaking of the gospel makes not men good Christians, but good talkers, except their facts and works agree with the same. So then their speech is good, because their hearts are good. And even as much talk of the word of God without practicing the same in our living is evil and detestable in the sight of God. So it is a lamentable thing to hear how there are many in the world that do not well digest the reading of Scripture and do commend and praise ignorance and say that much knowledge of God's word is the original of all dissensions, schisms, and contention, and make men haughty, proud, and presumptuous by reading of the same. This manner of saying is no less than a plain blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, for the Spirit of God is the author of his word, and so the Holy Ghost is made the author of evil, which is a most great blasphemy, and as the Scripture saith, a sin that shall not be forgiven in this world, neither in the other to come. It were all our parts and duties to procure and seek all the ways and means possible to have more knowledge of God's word set forth abroad in the world, and not to allow ignorance and to discommend knowledge of God's word, stopping the mouths of the unlearned with subtle and crafty persuasions of philosophy and sophistry, whereof comes no fruit but a great perturbation of the mind to the simple and ignorant, not knowing which way to turn them. For... Is it not extreme wickedness to charge the holy, sanctified word of God with the offences of man, or to allege the scriptures to be perilous learning, because certain readers thereof fall into heresies? These men might be enforced by this kind of argument to forsake the use of fire, 
because fire burneth their neighbour's house, or to abstain from meat and drink, because they see many are surfeited. O blind hate! They slander God for man's offence, and excuse the man whom they see offend, and blame the scripture which they cannot improve. Yea, I have heard of some who have very well understood the Latin tongue, that when they have heard learned men persuade to the credit and belief of certain unwritten verities, as they call them, which are not in scripture expressed, and yet taught as doctrine apostolic, and necessary to be believed. They have been of this opinion that the learned men have more epistles written by the apostles of Christ than we have abroad in the canon of the Old and New Testament, or are known of any, but only to them of the clergy. Which belief I do not a little lament in my heart to hear, that any creature should have such a blind, ignorant opinion. Some kind of simplicity is to be praised, but this simplicity, without the verity, I can neither praise nor allow. And thus it may be seen how we that are unlettered remain confused, unless God, of his grace, enlighten our hearts and minds with a heavenly light and knowledge of his will, for we are given of ourselves to believe men better than God. I pray God to send all learned men the Spirit of God abundantly, that their doctrine may bring forth the fruits thereof. I suppose there never was more need of good doctrine to be set forth in the world than now in this age, for the carnal children of Adam are so wise in their generation that, if it were possible, they would deceive the children of light. The world loveth his own, and therefore their facts and doings are highly esteemed of the world. But the children of God are hated because they are not of the world, for their habitation is in heaven, and they do despise the world as a most vile slave." The fleshly children of Adam are so politic, subtle, crafty, and wise in their kind that the elect should be deceived if it were possible, for they are clothed with Christ's garment in outer appearance, with a fair show of all godliness and holiness in their words, but they have so shorn, knopped, and turned Christ's garment, and have so disguised themselves that the children of light, beholding them with a spiritual eye, do account and take them for men which have sold their master's garment, and have stolen a piece of every man's garment. Yet, by their subtle art and crafty wits, they have so set those patches and pieces together, that they do make the blind world and carnal men to believe it is Christ's very mantle. End of chapter 10